Welcome back to Dance Tips Daily. And if you're new, welcome to the fam. I'm your host, Danny Albertina, and this is the podcast where I read to you, with the author's permission, of course, short and sweet dance excerpts on topics such as choreography, performance, mental health, physical health, nutrition, education, and more. Bonus episodes release the first of every month featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those who keep our dance community alive. If you're ready to spend a little time getting a little better each day, let's dance in. This is episode number 102, Why Your Dance Students Are Acting Out and What You Can Do About It, written by Shannon Dooling. We usually do a Technique Tuesday here at Dance Tips Daily. However, this Tuesday, I thought it would be a great treat to switch it up and do a teacher tip. Now, even if you aren't a teacher, there's great hints within this article about leadership, and we all can be a strong leader no matter what circumstances we're in. Being a leader means standing up for what's right, and having good leadership skills can take us very far, not only in our dance classes, but within our personal life and work. And if you are a teacher or a coach or a mentor within the dance field, as we start getting closer to the holidays, this is usually a time when tension starts to pick up. Most of us have been in classes since August. Maybe some of us haven't even taken a break because we went to virtual throughout the summer. So this is another reminder how to keep morale up and some warning signs to look out for within your students. With that being said, let's dance on in to our blog from shannondoolingdances.com. At some point in their career, even the most accomplished of dance teachers is going to run into an unruly class. It can be incredibly frustrating as an educator when you feel like you are giving a class your very best, but your students are just not having any of it. Disruptive behaviors are not only irritating to the teacher, but they can ruin the dance class experience for the other students and even lead to injury or other safety concerns. There are many reasons why dance students misbehave in class, some of which are out of the instructor's control. That being said, there are a few real concrete steps that a teacher can take to help prevent disruptive behavior in class. Here are my top six reasons why your dance students are acting out and what you can do about it. Number one, the students do not know the expectations. We take for granted that dancers know how they should act in class, but too often that is not the case. This can apply to students of all ages. For example, teaching an adult ballet class a while back, I assumed that the participants would know not to walk back through the dance space while another group was dancing. This was not the case, and we only nearly avoided disaster as the group that had finished walked right in the path of the oncoming dancers. Making assumptions about students' knowledge of studio etiquette can lead to unintentional, negative, and disruptive behaviors. What you can do about it. Explain the expectations for appropriate behavior at the beginning of the season and remind students of them often throughout the year. I recommend taking a multi-pronged approach with rules posted prominently in the studio, sent home to families in a handout and email, and explained verbally to students and parents several times during the first six weeks of class or longer. 
Number two, the expectations are not enforced consistently. Preschool and middle school students in particular are often hyper attuned to the idea of, in quotes, fairness. They are very aware when some students get away with negative behaviors and others don't. When they see that expectations are not enforced consistently, either within a single class or across the entire studio, then they are more likely to try to test the limits themselves. What you can do about it be consistent, which is not as easy as it sounds. It can be tempting to let certain things slide now and then, whether it is because a small infraction doesn't seem like a big deal in that particular moment, or because you are tired and frazzled and don't want to get into a big discipline thing, or because you are worried about fallout from a student's family. I promise you though, that it is far easier in the long run to deal with all negative behaviors immediately and consistently across the board. It is also important to make sure that all faculty are on the same page with behavior expectations and consequences. If students are used to, in quotes, getting away with certain behaviors in one class, it will naturally feel, in quotes, unfair when another teacher tried to correct those behaviors. Tip, get all the faculty united by laying out studio-wide expectations and consequences with the holistic guide to creating a dance teacher handbook. Three, the students are bored. In a perfect world, students would have the self-motivation to engage themselves in every lesson regardless of the content or presentation, but we all know that isn't the case. Boredom can be the result of a number of issues which vary based on students' age and development. Younger and less mature students often don't know how to handle boredom and act out as a result. Even when one student is feeling bored in class, the resulting behavior can spread like a bad cold and infect even our most well-behaved students. What you can do about it, keep things interesting and keep class moving. Unfortunately, we are working against a societal culture that is fast-paced, instantly gratifying, and overly stimulating. We want to help our students develop the social and emotional skills that allow them to slow down, to self-motivate, and to focus. But we need to meet them where they are at in order to reach them with these lessons. Don't be afraid to change things up frequently, especially when students are showing signs of boredom. This can be as simple as changing facing away from the mirror, incorporating partner activities, playing unexpected music, or gamifying an exercise to give it an aspect of playfulness. Research has proven that kids learn through play, so don't be afraid to embrace it. Thank you so much to Miss Shannon of ShannonDoolingDances.com. This was part one of the article. Make sure you tune in tomorrow to hear the rest of the tips. If you're interested and curious in the holistic guide to creating a dance teacher handbook that I mentioned within the blog, make sure you check the show notes as you can access that information right there. Using playfulness or analogies within exercises not only is beneficial for kids, but I'd like to argue even for adults too. Everyone has their own unique style of learning. Some people can just watch a teacher execute movement and they digest it and can regurgitate it right back right then and there. However, other students sometimes need to think and process and chew on it a bit more and using analogies or playfulness or stories can help people connect movement to something familiar in their own lives and therefore creating a connection, an emotional connection that lasts way longer. Longer than just something taught as matter of factually. 
And if you're a student in class, not quite yet an educator or don't have the desire to be an educator, you can use these tips as applying whenever you're learning choreography or exercises from your teachers, brainstorming what that specific move reminds you of and how that can in turn change your quality or approach to it. Where your attention goes, your energy flows, and I'm certain if we focus on trying new dynamics within class, your teachers will certainly see or acknowledge a newness within your approach. That's your short and sweet tip for the day. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening today and tune in tomorrow for more short and sweet tips. Happy dancing.